0: Now, we all have an inner voice inside our head, and that inner voice talks to us regularly. It gives us advice and counsel. It critiques us. And for most people, it's more likely to be critical towards you than be nice towards you. You know, for example, how many people get up in the morning and say, Oh, Christ, not another day? You know, why me? Why is this happening? And this may stem from stuff they've been told in their past, you know, from when they were a child, like, You'll never amount to this, you'll never amount to that, you're a piece of this, you're a piece of that. They could have been embarrassed at school. A teacher may have made them stand up and say something in front of the class and then they were ridiculed. And this stays with them forever. That voice inside their head, that doubting Thomas, that inner critic is always there. But let me just challenge you for a second on this. Let me just ask you to think about this. The voice is inside your head, okay? Now, if it's inside your head, you must control it. You must allow it to speak. So why don't you... Change that inner critic. Why don't you actually say nice things to yourself? Why don't you affirm the positives? Now, some of you thinking about this may, may go, Well, hang up, you know, there's nothing positive in my life. You know, everything's crap right now. Well, that inner critic that's giving you all the bad stuff, that's telling you bad things about yourself, that's not true either. This is just a concept that you have in your head about the way that you think you are. That's just your version of reality. That's not true either. So if you're going to tell a lie, for want of a better word, why not tell a functional one? Why not tell that little voice inside your head to tell you that you're worthy, that you're worth love, that you're great at this, that you're good at this, that you're kind, that you're loving, that you're successful, and repeat this mantra inside your head time and time and time again. Now, one of the greatest exponents of affirmations this world has ever known was Muhammad Ali. He grew up as a dyslexic black lad in a very racist part of America. Yet he was told once by a white police officer, Cassius, because that was his initial name, Cassius Clay. Cassius, if you keep saying that about yourself, that's exactly what you'll end up to be. And you will be worth less than what you really are. Change the inner dialogue. And that's why Muhammad Ali used affirmations to great effect. He would say, I am the greatest. You're going to go to heaven in round seven and so on and so forth. And that's the power of affirmation. So if you're going to tell yourself a story, tell yourself a positive one. Now, as you know, I teach and I practice NLP. And one of the things we we do in NLP is something called reframing. And I did some work with a police officer many, many years ago who had had a bad experience and was taken on frontline duty and was working a desk and he wanted to get back into frontline duty, but he had to go in front of an interview panel. And he told me that every time he went in front of this interview panel, he would hear a voice inside his head, Saying, well, you know, it's not good. You're not worth it. You're never going to be back to your normal self. And he would fail the interview. So what I told him to do was this. And you can do exactly this too. Because remember, it's just a voice inside your head. And you're allowing it to happen. It's actually your voice. I said, change the voice. Make it sound like Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. He went, what? I went, yeah, change it. You know, so instead of going, "Well, oh, you're going to be useless. You're never going to amount to or anything. Go, hey, you, you, gonna you, you. And he, he started to smile and laugh. He went, can I do that? I said, you can do what you like. It's inside your head. I said, in fact, take that voice, run it down your arm, put it in your thumb. He said, really? I went, yeah. I said, hold it far away from you. And he, I said, how does that sound? He said, it sounds weaker and stupid. I said, right. Now, in case your thumb inside your fist, I said, muffle it. And just by doing those actions and reframing, he was able to change the sound of the voice inside his head to take it from a deep, daunting fear to a Mickey Mouse squeaky type thing and and muffle it inside his fist and he started to smile. So his relationship with the voice changed. And one of the areas that's important about this is to do with compassion. Now, as you know, I've been meditating quite a lot during lockdown. I find it really helpful, really functional. And there's various sorts of meditation you can do, just like going down the gym. There's various sorts of exercises you can do depending on what you want to achieve, really. But one of the meditations that's really important, and I would urge you to to find a way of learning it, is about self-compassion. Because in meditation, we, we meditate on compassion, we meditate on loving kindness, and most of the concept of compassion is it's all about everyone else. Well, compassion also means you too. You need to be kind to yourself. Now, if you were to get up every morning and talk to a child, in a destructive way, and you did this every day for years, so you'd say, I hate you, you're useless, you're worthless, you'll never amount to this, you'll never amount to that. Well, if social service got hold of that, you'd probably get a visit. And it could end up, if you were being that much abusive, because that's what that amounts to, is having your child taken away from you. Yet we do that to ourselves. Many people do that to themselves. As I've said already, they get up in the morning, we say negative things about themselves, you're useless, you're worthless, you're a piece of this, you're a piece of that, on another day in paradise, it's gonna be crap if it always happens. You're doing that to yourself every day. It's self-abuse. So why not change that self-abuse into self-compassion? Now, here's an interesting thing. Sarah Salzberg is an absolutely brilliant meditator. She's a brilliant, fantastic meditation teacher. She trained in India and Burma. She, she knows the Dalai Lama. <laughs> and at one point, she actually um, asked the Dalai Lama something in one of the meetings with her. She, well, she actually told him something. She, she said that many Westerners felt loathing towards themselves. Well, when the Dalai Lama heard that, he was absolutely astonished. He had never heard of this before. He'd never heard that concept. He had, the Dalai Lama replied, always assumed that people naturally love themselves. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yet, when you look at the translation of the English word for compassion, the Dalai Lama pointed out that it signifies the wish that others be well, but it does not include oneself. He explained that in his own language, Tibetan, as well as in the classical tongues of Pali and Sanskrit, the word compassion implies feeling this for oneself as well as for others. English, the Dalai Lama added, needs a new word, self-compassion. So my wish for you today, on Friday, during this lockdown, is for you to learn self-compassion and self-loving kindness for yourself. Be nice to yourself. Talk to yourself nicely. You are worth it you deserve it. Have a great day. And I'll speak to you soon.